Hey, it's Monday. It's time for our how to pass in clutch slash Monday motivation. And you made it to the live class, which I am very happy about because today we have NCLEX questions plus Monday motivation. And we will be talking about vision and I questions. All right. And I wanted to, before I begin, I want to thank you guys for coming to our game night. I cashed app all the winners, their money. And it is a beautiful thing to be able to get paid for what you know. And it starts here at Read My Review. You don't have to wait till you get your license. I'm going to pay you if you come to game night. So here we go. First question is this. Let's get ready. A client has been newly diagnosed with left side eye blindness. The nurse should promote independence by placing items on which side of the patient? Is it one, left, two, right, three, overhead, or four, hiding items, then asking patient where to find them, right? Um, what do you think here? We're talking about promoting independence to clients who have visual issues. So go ahead, put your answer up on the screen and then smash that sheer button. Hey, this is Monday and we're starting off on the right foot. I see the answers coming in. I see, I see them coming in. I'm so happy that you're showing up and you're committing to this. The correct answer is going to be number two, the right side. Yeah. So just as a general principle, whenever clients have issues on one side, weakness particularly, we want to put the objects on the strong side. So the right side is the appropriate side for items to be placed on. Also, the nurse should approach the patient from that side as well in case we're handing them anything. And if a client is blind, remember shouting is not necessary when teaching or entering the room. So this week, all of our questions are going to focus on the visual field and things that you should have picked up during your nursing uh, coursework. Okay. Question number two. The retina of the eye contains rods and cones, and it is most responsible for color perception. The nurse is aware the retina is found in which layer of the eye? Is it the internal, middle, number two, three, external, or four, chorot? Okay. Hey, this is, um, this is going to be very important because there are some clients who have color um, blindness. And so the teaching that we would give them in terms of medications, in terms of signs and symptoms uh, is going to be very important. Imagine if you have a patient who is taking a medication that may change the color of their urine, right? Or they have to look out for changes in their visual field if they be, are taking a medication like digoxin or something like that. So very, very important to know this type of information. Here, we are going to say that the retina is found in number one, the internal layer of the eye. Did you get that one? Yeah, I'm pulling out the fundamentals here. I'm pulling out the fundamentals. Okay. Question number three is this. Okay. Quick facts for NCLEX. Before I, I, I wanted to put this in here, and this is very important because 
as we enter into the graduation season, right, it's, it's March now. So we have a couple months until my seniors will be graduating. This is the book that I am advising all my nursing students to have, especially if you're preparing for your exit exams or you want to see just how much you have retained from nursing school. Tonight, I will be doing um, a live NCLEX review for a private school, and every one of my students will be getting this book as we prepare for their NCLEX exam. So whether you're a practical nurse or a registered nurse, you need to have this book in your arsenal to prepare you for your exams, your exams. And this is Quick Facts for NCLEX. If you don't have it, you can pick it up on um, Amazon, or you can go to the website, remarnurse.com. And we also have it on eBay. So however you like to online shop for your educational resources, this book is going to be important for you to do. All right. A doctor has determined that a client needs an eye examination to assess visual acuity. The nurse should prepare the client for visualization of which chart. Is it going to be um, number one? the Alexander chart for sight, two, x-ray exam of the eye, three, uh, retin retinoscopy, four, Snellen's chart. All right, what do you guys say? If we're talking about, if we're talking about examining the visual capacity of a client, what do you use? And some of these questions I did reference on our game night. So if you came to game night, then you already know, right? Then you already know. I see the answers rolling in. And you know what? I am taking it easy today because we are going to be doing so, so much more um, in terms of preparation, in terms of really digging deep that this Monday, I want you guys to have a refresher of things that you should be absolutely familiar with. Number four, the Snellens chart is going to be, number four, the Snellens chart um, is going to be the correct answer. And so make sure you know that. Make sure you know that, okay? All right. I got another question for you. It is question number four. It's this, a nurse is caring for a client with glaucoma. Hmm, what does that mean? The nurse knows the progression of the disease is which of the following? Is it number one, loss of central vision first, followed by peripheral vision? Two, loss of peripheral vision first, followed by central vision? Three, a decreased perception in color, followed by loss of central vision, or four, presence of blood in the inner eye chamber followed by loss of peripheral vision. So lots and lots and lots of things going on here. And they may be confusing, but glaucoma is pretty straightforward. It is pretty straightforward in terms of what is happening. So, 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 if you're familiar with it, I'm just going to reveal the answer with glaucoma, you're going to have a loss of peripheral vision first and then your central vision. So, so that means that clients will complain that um, these, this, the visual field out here, your peripheral vision is going to be blurry. They're going to have difficulty 
driving or they're going to start failing their, their driving exams because when that little light blinks here, they can't see it or then it moves here. They still can't see it, but they can see straight ahead very clear. So the, the visual changes go from the outside in to where it just becomes blurry. And remember, glaucoma, glaucoma is essentially uh, increased intraocular pressure. So the pressure in your eyes is going up, 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 up. And it is damaging. It is damaging all those vessels. Kind of like with hypertension, when the blood pressure is very high, it does a lot of damage to the arteries. Um, and so that's how patients could have basically eruptions, right? They can have hemorrhaging. They can have aneurysms. They can have, and these are things that cause like strokes in patients in the brain, right? When a, when a vessel bursts. So it's very important to know glaucoma and understand it. If you have the Quick Facts book, the five-star version, or even if you have the original version, glaucoma is definitely featured. So it's, it's on page 29 of this book. And so if you turn to page 29 in Quick Facts, the, the major points, and remember in Quick Facts, I'm asking you questions about it. So when, when it comes to glaucoma, let me get there. When it comes to glaucoma, it is very important to know um, how does it affect the vision. So you're going to have tunnel vision is going to be essentially the, 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 the final indicator that the disease has really progressed because remember, you're going to lose your peripheral vision first. So that tunnel vision, you're going to be able to see straight ahead and that's it. Like you're actually in a tunnel, you know, when like you go through a tunnel, if you're in a train or if you're driving, that is what you'll see. Um, what else? There are two types of glaucoma. So you want to know the difference between open angle and closed angle. All right. Open angle and closed angle. And then um, we talk about some medications that are typically used for glaucoma and um, surgery, of course, can be a treatment for it and the post-operative teaching. So make sure you know those major points from this book. All right. Good job, everybody. Good job. All right. Here we go. Question number five is this. A client is preparing for discharge and is getting dressed. The client accidentally hits his eye on the bedside table. The client explains to the nurse the incident and states he feels like something is in the affected eye. Which is the first action the nurse should take? Okay. Which is the first action that the nurse should take? Um, and so here it is. Number one. Assess the client's ability to see. Two, cover the eye with a warm, moist cloth. Three, assess and try to remove any visual objects. Okay. Four, wipe the eye with a moist, sterile cotton ball. Hmm. What is, what is the first action the nurse should take? They all are good. They all sound good. Is it number one, assess the client's ability to see, cover the eye with a warm, moist cloth, assess and try to remove any vis visible objects, Wipe the eye with a moist, sterile cotton ball. Hmm. Okay. I see those answers rolling in. You guys are doing great. You really are doing great today. 
And the correct answer, you got it. The safest thing that the nurse absolutely has to do is going to be assess this client's ability to see. Assessment is the first step. And literally for our profession, it is the safest thing for the nurse to do. If we, if we are not sticking to the basics, nurses can get in trouble. And I know, and I haven't even said anything about it, but I know you guys are seeing the nurse that um, has gotten in trouble legally for giving a wrong medication. And it is so huge right now in the nursing community to watch this nurse go on trial for misappropriating. Uh, I mean, mean, just making a mistake. Okay. Just making a mistake, giving a medication that killed the patient. This nurse has been convicted of murder, you know, and it happens in our, it happens in our profession because of what we do. Right. And it happens. Oh, there's so much I can say about this. There's so much I can say about this, but I guess it happens when we forget the basics. It happens when we forget the fundamentals. And that's why it is so important for us to learn how to just honestly take a step back. Even if it's all types of stress, we have to be individuals that can remain calm and centered and really um, focus on the fundamentals of what we do. Because the things we learn, the very first things that we learn in nursing are the things that honestly save lives. And I know when we're in nursing school, we're like, oh, I want to get to the clinicals and I want to get to the passing medications and I want to get to the PED specialty. And even as nurses, I want to get to the masters or the RN, like whatever, honestly. But those first few weeks, you learn how to save a life. You learn how to, you know, collect vital signs appropriately. You learn the six, not even the six rights, whatever it is now, it's like 20 right now, right? You learn how to assess the right patient, the right time, the right medication, the right routes. And and so when we get ahead of that, when we go beyond that, or when we skip the fundamentals, that's where we get in trouble. Like that's where we get in trouble. And, um, you know, as a nurse watching these things unfold, And what you're seeing is that even if a nurse admits to it, like sometimes there's no, um, you you really can't take back uh, when you, you really can't take back when, when a life is lost. It's not something that you can just gloss over, you know? And we work so hard for our nursing license, guys. You guys are working so hard. I've worked so hard for this nursing license that I am not gonna let anybody take it from me. All right. And that's how it should be with you. Honestly, the only person that can take your nursing license away once you get it is yourself. It is neglect uh, of the craft. It is something that you will do that will remove the license from your hands. And I want my Remar nurses today to just commit that once I get this nursing license, somebody will have to pry it from my dead hands because nothing, I'm never going to just give it away 
right? I'm never going to give it away. So in this example here, um, the best thing for the nurse to do is just assess the ability to see. Number three sounds good. Numbers, number three sounds good, um, but you don't want to remove anything, right? That's not our scope of practice. Um, it's not what we are um, expected to do. Is it nice? Does it sound good? Yeah, if you see something, but if something is lodged in a patient's body part, no matter where it is, whether it's the eye, the ear, the arm, whatever, if you take it out, that's a procedure, right? That's surgery. So if you take it out, you better be ready for the consequences that come once that thing is out. Okay. If it starts bleeding, then what do you do? Right. You right. So it's just, we have to be always working within our scope of practice. Always guys. Okay. Always. So want to make that especially clear today because my heart goes out to any nurse that honestly was trying to do their best, but forgot the fundamentals. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm with my remote nurses and encouraging us not to do that. All right. So assessment, assessment, assessment is the first step is the first step. Uh, now, if you are in the process of preparing for NCLEX and you are looking for and you are looking for a training system that is going to help you solve problems, right? If you are wondering what should I be studying, how often should I be studying, check out the NCLEX virtual trainer. The content is interactive. It's all written by me. I give you the study calendar so you know exactly what you are studying every day, right? And you can take anywhere from four to six weeks to study. Honestly, though, I have students that are studying and doing the program in two weeks or three weeks based off of how they do the calendar. And then, of course, there's practice exams in there. You get the physical books and you're also going to get um, the access to the success rate, which I'm really, which I'm really, really proud of. We're doing very well with this program. Um, so I just show you the books. When you get the virtual trainer, you're going to get the virtual trainer student workbook. And then you're also going to get the quick facts for NCLEX. They come with, they come together with the online program. So a lot of people ask, what is the virtual, what is the virtual trainer? What is it? And so it is a combination of physical books and an online NCLEX platform that you can access anytime you can do your NCLEX review and it is there for you. And so when you purchase the virtual trainer, you get 90 days inside of the program to help you prepare for your NCLEX exam. So I'll tell you a little bit more about it later, but I have to share this with you. Um, it is our Monday motivation. And this is very important uh, because you guys have test dates coming up. You're graduating very soon. And this is a time of year where it can get really, really busy. So I'm telling you, learn to rest, not to quit. That's a whole vibe right there. It's okay to rest, but don't quit. And that's why in the daily study calendar that I give you guys, I build in rest days for you because you have to be able to take a break and reflect on what's happening, but knowing that, okay, I'm resting today, but I work tomorrow. And so um, I don't know if you've ever tried trekking. Have you ever tried trekking? Or one thing that my family likes to do is we like to go on walks. We like to go you know, on hikes and trails and things like that. Um, and so 
if you are like that, if you are like that, then I want to know how you feel about it. How do you approach it? How do you get through it? Um, I usually, when we go on walks and hikes, we take our little kids. So we don't have like the backpacks and all the gear because sometimes we end up carrying them. I have a a eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a one-year-old. And so when we're doing like a mile or two miles, sometimes the kids get tired, right? Sometimes I get tired. And, And so, you know, when we are going up these hills or up these mountains, you learn a lot. You, you learn and you can take many lessons that you can teach your children or even yourself. And so here are some examples. And um, I just want to share them with you. When you start out on a thing like climbing a mountain or doing a trail or preparing for NCLEX, you have to understand the goal is for you to keep going. It is not for you to get halfway in the trail and stop, right? Or get halfway through the process and stop. A lot of people do that. A lot of people fill out the paperwork and never make a test date, okay? Or make a test date and then cancel it and never gonna take the test. So whatever obstacles that are in your way, you gotta keep going. And then also facing your fears. Like you have to face your fears in order to live this life. The people that don't learn how to face their fears find their life to be very small. They, they, they find that they don't have opportunities. They have fear to go outside and explore um, their small little dwelling. And so I want you guys to be able in 2022 to say there's a lot of things happening. And honestly, every day is a blessing. I don't want to spend any time afraid. I want to survive and go on. And then three, you know, many times you will fall. You will fail. Okay. Many times you will fail, but you have to understand that that is part of the journey and not just your journey. Failure is not unique to you. We are all experiencing failure. We are all experiencing some setback in some way. But the idea is that, you know, uh, uh, if you fall, you don't stay down. You get back up again and you have to be willing to get back up. I mean, is it? I guess, is it scary to fall? Is it scary to fail? Yes, absolutely. But what's even scarier is when people never get back up and they just stay down. You know, somebody like that, they had amazing talent. And when you see them, you know, um, you say, oh man, you could have did anything. Like you could be anything. You see people, maybe people you went to high school with, I'm a little older, right? But people you went to high school with and in high school, they were like the person, like they were like the coolest, most popular person, the most talented, you know, the most likely to succeed, right? I don't even know if they still do that in high school anymore. But like, you know, you see them 10, 15 years later and you're like, what happened to you? Like what, you know? And you realize that You can have everything going for you, but if you don't take advantage of opportunities and position yourself for success, or if you don't know how to bounce back from failure or, uh, you know, or just life in general, and you stay there, it's so sad to see. It's so sad to see. So many times you will fall, but you need to get back up again. Honestly, you have to do it. Four, you often feel like giving up 
when your fellow climbers go ahead of you. Oh my goodness. But remember, life is not a race. That part. Don't get in the habit of comparing yourself to where other people are because life is not a race. I was talking to a Remar nurse yesterday and um, she was just saying how, you know, uh, and I love her so much. Uh, she came over to my house actually for dinner and she was just saying, I'm gonna let her share her testimony too. But anyways, basically she was saying she had graduated from nursing school. She was working in a fast food restaurant and the people in her class that were nurses would come in and take pictures of her in her fast food restaurant uniform and make fun of her. Right. Um, and so the, uh, the times when it's hard, it can be really hard. The times when it's hard, it could be really hard. But I want you to know that don't look at where other people are. You cannot look at a man's life and wish that you were that man because you do not know um, the number of his days. Okay. You do not know what he had to sacrifice or what he had to um, agree to to get those things. Right. You don't know. You only know your situation. And if you're doing things your very best and you're trying to do them the right way, you wait. You wait for what God has in store for you. Don't wish for the life of another man. All right. Um, because you have no idea what that person did or did not do to get those things. All right. And in nursing, we have to get out of this in toxic environment where we make people feel less than. Sometimes, RNs will make LPNs feel less than. Sometimes LPNs will make AIDS feel less than. Sometimes AIDS will make patients feel less than, right? And so we have to stop that as a community. Um, and so that's that's my hobby horse on that for today. Let's quit that. Let's quit that. And then number five, um, we will become exhausted while climbing. You will become exhausted on this journey. You absolutely will. And it is okay for you to rest, but it is not okay for you to quit. It is not okay for you to quit because that there's no sense in you doing that. If you quit, then all the work that you've put in, all the sacrificing that you have done becomes for nothing, right? And you have to understand there are people that are depending on you, right? This Monday motivation is telling you, if you need to take a break, just say that. Just say that you need to take a break. But what you cannot do is take a permanent rest, all right? You cannot die to your um, original intention of passing NCLEX. You can't do it. So um, rest, but don't quit, okay? And, you know, when you're thinking about life, when life gives you mountains, hey, it's all right. Put on those boots and get up the mountain. That's it. Just put on the boots and get up the mountain. And I like this picture because look, even stones may be coming down at you. You see them coming. You know it's going to be difficult. That's all right. You just let them keep rolling. Let them keep rolling. You guys can do this. You make it to the top. I will pass NCLEX. You must do it. This is your time. This is 2022. This is your time to do that thing that you have been called to do, right? Um, and so, you know, the best view all right. When you get to that top, it's going to be so sweet. You're going to be so happy that you did it. Um, and it comes after the hardest climb. Right. The things that are easy, everybody can get them. Right. But the things that are difficult, only the strong survive those things. So uh, I hope you enjoyed Monday motivation, guys. Hey.
The NCLEX virtual trainer is the best training system for nursing students who need to pass the exam. My name is Regina Callion, MSNRN, and I have helped thousands of nursing students pass the NCLEX exam with my program. You're gonna love it. With my NCLEX review, I'm going to give you all of my nursing content in one place. Not only that, I'm gonna make sure that after every individual lesson, you know what is most important. And if you need questions to help you, I have the questions right here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you an amazing opportunity to get in the virtual trainer. I'm also gonna sing you the virtual trainer student workbook, as well as my quick facts for NCLEX. This is it. This is the opportunity that you've been waiting for. Click the link below. This is the number one training system for nursing students who need to pass NCLEX. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Click the link below. All hey, right, guys. I am so, for? I am so, so, so looking forward to you in the virtual trainer. So make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that if that is where you need to be, you get in there and remember that rest, 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 is going to be best this week, but don't give up. Don't give up. All right. So your How to Pass NCLEX episode slash Monday Motivation has been served. I will see you guys later on. You can, you will, you must pass NCLEX. See you guys. Bye-bye.